0: This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Um, You ever um, you ever have to have a conversation that you don't want to have? Let me just see your hand if you've ever been in this spot. It's the worst when it's like, ah, i got to have this combo, and I don't want to have this combo. I just I don't like you know being confrontational. Like someone's got something in their nose, I'd rather just just let them deal with it. They'll find out on their own. Like if the zipper's wrong, I'm just like they'll find out of it. They're gonna catch a draft. It's gonna be all right. Like I just I don't like you know talking about just confront addressing things. You know what I mean? The other day, my wife and I were in the car. We're driving in the car, and I got a a, a phone call. I got a number I didn't recognize. The number it came in usually if it's like from Texas or something, oh, ignore that. I'm not Texas. and nobody in Texas. I want. But it was from New York. And I was like, oh, New York. It Was it Oprah? She lives in Santa Barbara, Chad. But I was just like, I got to find out. So I pick up the call, and I'm like, hello? Hello? You know? And, um, and they're like, um, is this Chad Beach? I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. And um, they're like, oh, this is the IRS. Immediately my heart just drops. Like those three letters right there are just like, uh, this is the IRS. Stay on the phone sir um this is the IRS and there's a warrant out for your arrest like I just like I'm just freaking out I'm like oh yes okay yes and um and there's a warrant out because you haven't paid your taxes Julia's in the car next to me I'm like we paid our ta- like. Are you for real? I know we paid our taxes, but I still want to blame her. So I'm on the ca- I'm on the phone call, and this guy's like, he's going at me, and he's like, you, you, you wherever you are, you need to get to a. Pa-. And I'm talking to him. I'm freaking out. I cannot. Be- I'm trying to motion to her. And finally, about five minutes into this conversation, this guy's got me so shook in the car. Hey, about five minutes in, my wife realizes this, this is a scam they are scamming you right now and all of a sudden when i realized that it was a scam my whole tone changed right there i went from being a scared little boy to all of a sudden i don't know who you think you are but we about to go down right now (laughs) let me show you my chest hair it's about to go down i just i just i just think it's it's one of those things in life that you got to have conversations. you got to address things that maybe you don't want to address. Just love this thought. I'm going to put it on the screen because this is so true about little things in life. Little things in life are actually what becomes the big things in life. Let me just show you this quote. I love this thought. A little flaw unaddressed becomes a flaw one cannot control. A little flaw. We live in this society that's like, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, but don't let the molehill turn into a mountain. You got to address the things that you need to address. You got to have the conversations that you need to have. You need to look at things and be realistic and talk about the things that are going to destroy you or the things that are going to propel you. Somebody say Amen. I can just I can just see Here's Second Samuel nineteen. David's crying. He's crying. The commander's mad at him. Are you are you crazy, David? Are you crazy? The whole nation is ready to do the holy hop and you're crying because absalom is dead we're ready to go crazy in the streets finally your son's gone and he's over here oh absalom have my, my son my son he's crying over regret because he didn't address the issues that he needed to address i think david would tell us four things i want to give them to you today write down number one i wish i would have caught it early oh my regret i wish You know, when he was like 2 and 4 and 6 and 8, who he became at 21, I was already noticing at 5. I was already noticing when he was a young boy. That stuff that he did, I wish I would have caught it early. I'm telling you, in life, here's a life value. Always catch things early. You got to nip that thing in the bud. Don't let it, don't let it take off. Don't let it become too overwhelming. Have the conversation. Have the sit down. Address your character flaw. Don't let it become this massive thing that's going to destroy your life. Catch it early. We were with a friend this last week, and he was telling me how he left his house in the morning time. He was leaving for the entire day. Wouldn't come back for hours on end. And one of his buddies just came to the house and walked in the house and walked in the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there's a leak. This water's coming down from the roof. And he said, he said, when his friend caught it, he got on the phone and they were able to call the right people and save the house. He said, I was gone for so long that if I would have come back and let the gowlings and gallons of water would have fallen, and the house would have been destroyed. I wonder what's going on in your world that you need to catch early before it destroys your life. Catch that stuff that's happening. Go, we're not going to allow that. We're not going to deal with this thing right now. Catch that stuff early. Watch here in 2 Samuel 14 as it comes on the screen about, about uh, Absalom. Now in all Israel... There was no one who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. I'll tell you what destroyed this kid's life the fact that he was so good looking and so handsome and so praised and nobody to say son we're going to talk about your character we're going to talk about your decisions we're going to talk about your attitude let me just show you two scriptures here on parenting in the bible these are parenting scriptures in the bible look at proverbs first one foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child in other words if you came out the womb acting a fool that's just what the bible said you was gonna do Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. I remember growing up, my dad had a spanking paddle. Anybody else? My dad was so passionate about spankings, he went to the woodshed. He made his own personalized custom spanking spoon. In fact, he painted that thing red. Remember that that gum, big red? He painted, I couldn't, I didn't even know how to read. I knew what it said. He, he painted big red. Then my dad would, when I got in trouble, my dad would say, son, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> say what? You're a liar. <laughs> and what's he doing when he's spanking my body? He's driving that foolishness out. He said, you're not going to act this way. N- don't call child services on my dad. I turned out all right. The genes are weird, but I'm all right foolishness. Why? Look at the next verse. Train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it. I'll tell you what messed up Absalom, a bad dad. It wasn't that he was bad. It was that nobody engaged him. Nobody addressed him. Nobody talked. Yeah, I know you're good looking, son. I know you got a good following, son. I know all the ladies love you, son. But we're going to talk man to man about your attitude and your issues. I'll tell you, if you catch that stuff early in your life, you won't have to wait until some stuff messes you up. Come on, Zoe. Anybody believe that today? I'll tell you. What is destroying your life, what's destroying your life today is not these big old bears that are attacked. Watch this in Song of Songs. I love this, 2.15. Put it up. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards. That- Catch for us the little foxes. It's not some bear that's taking you out. It's some little fox in your world. It's some little deceitfulness, some little lie, some little issue, some little rolling of the eye, some little bad attitude, some little spending issue. Come on, it's the little things. Anybody you ever seen the movie Zootopia? We watched Zootopia at the house last night with the kids. I had to fast forward and press pause a lot. I was like, boys, we do not act like this. Oh, my gosh, this is scary. I was fast forwarding like crazy is that little fox catch for us the li- I wonder what little issue in your world is about to run all over your space and do something in your life. It's a little thing you got to catch before it turns into a big thing. David's going oh Absalom, why didn't I oh gosh, should have caught it early before you were a grown man with all kinds of bills in your own house. I should have caught it when you were a young boy. wish I would have caught it early Write down number two, I wish I would have protected. Ah, Because I know I'm a dad and I'm supposed to protect. I just, listen, whether you're a dad or a mom, whether you're single here today, you are called to protect the ones you love. You are made by a protector and your goal, your role is to protect. This is just who God is. In fact, when the devil throws all kinds of crazy stuff at you, when the enemy comes against you, I want to tell you, you are not on your own to protect yourself. God will raise up a standard against the devil and God will protect you with his outstretched arm. You don't know how many times you were just cruising in life, having fun, in and out burger, protein style, chilling. All of a sudden, the enemy tried to hit you. God's like, boom, not going to happen today. The enemy tried to throw something at your finances, your health, your relationships, your children, your business. And the God stepped in and said, I'm going to protect him. In fact: If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me show you a picture. This is an image from Sports Center the other night. Look at this dad right here. I asked the team to put my arm in. It's, that's the dad, but that's my arm. I don't know why you laugh, but all right. But how many times have we been going through life unaware that something's coming at us, and God stepped in and says, "I'm going to protect my children." You're my son. You're my daughter. I'm not going to let no evil shall befall you. I'll tell you why David's in regret. is going, you know what? I didn't protect my kid. I didn't protect my home. I didn't protect my nation. I should have protected Absalom from himself. Knowing full well he's going to destroy his life. He's going to end in bad. I've got to protect him from you. Some of the reasons why you need to have conversations is because some people are about to destroy their life. And they need someone to protect them from them. Yeah. David's going, why didn't I protect my son? My, he was, oh gosh, watch this. This is crazy. Look here in 2 Samuel chapter 15. Put that verse up. Then in this manner, Absalom acted toward all israel who came to the king for judgment so absalom stole the hearts of the men of israel this is what was happening this is not judge's day this is a king now so king david's in the courts he's in the palace and absalom would position himself out by the gate and he'd say hey hey what's up where are you going you trying to meet with my dad you know my dad he will. you could never get a meet with my dad hey tell me what's going on in your world This is manipulation. This is an Absalom spirit. Come on. An Absalom spirit always tries to draw loyalty to themselves and never to the big picture. Let me hear hear you. presents itself sweet. It's actually deceitful. Talk to me. What's going on? I'll listen to you. And one by one, he would steal the hearts of his dad's people. I'll tell you, David, is crying, oh, Absalom, oh, Absalom, I wish I would have protected my people from you. I wish I would have protected them. Why did I let so many hearts get stolen? I should have stepped up and said, You're not gonna you're not gonna act like that in this kingdom. You're not going to be, we're not going to allow that kind of behavior in here. I'm going to protect you. Watch this. Psalm 68. I'm holding on to this verse today as well. Psalm 68. He is a father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. Come on, Zoe, let's just clap today and thank God. Our God is a defender. That's what a father does. A father protects his children, protects his home. You are called to protect the ones you love. Yeah. David's filled. Oh, Absalom, why didn't I protect you from you and the nation and, my, and, and your brother? And you said, ah, oh, he's filled with it. I wish I would have caught it early. I wish I would have protected. Write down number three. I wish I would have brought peace. I could have made peace. All chaos and all conflict, all hell's breaking loose. All of this is going on, and I can't do nothing but scroll on Twitter on my phone. I can't do nothing but do my own email. I cannot lift my head to have a conversation because I don't have the backbone or the wherewithal to talk to my own flesh and blood about the thing that's going on. I could have brought peace, but I allowed war. I wonder what's going on in your world that you're allowing some craziness to happen when you have the ability to bring peace. I love this about Jesus. When you and I were at war with God, when you and I were enemies with God, Jesus laid down his life so that you and I could not be at war with God, be at odds with God, we could be, have peace with God. Come on, anybody thankful today for the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, for the decision of our Savior. Come on, let's clap one more time. Just thank our Jesus. He laid down his life to l- let the war end. <laughs> Say, i saying, I, I, I had the ability to bring peace. And I just allowed all this conflict. Look here, 2 Samuel 18, watch what happens in this story. This is crazy. The people of Israel were overthrown there before the servants of David and a great slaughter of, sorry, I have glasses. Let me just make sure this number is correct. 20,000 took place there that day. For the battle there was scattered over the face, over the whole countryside. David allowed hearts to be stolen his son to be killed, and 20,000 people to die, all because he can't bring peace. Isn't it amazing that the further you go down this road, the more it's costing you? Isn't it amazing that the things that we allow to happen, it's like if this wasn't big enough, now there's another, and there's another, and it doesn't really matter to David how much is going to happen. He can't bring himself to address the issues he needs to address and I wish I would have brought peace. I could have protected my home, protected my legacy, protected my children. I could have brought peace. I want to encourage you today. You have the ability to bring peace in chaotic situations. There are things that might go on in your workplace. There are things that might go on in your home, your marriage, your children. You have the ability to bring peace to that situation. Do not. The Bible says don't withhold honor from who it's due. Don't withhold peace from who it's due. Absalom's upset. Are you serious dad dad you realize now I know this old there's Old Testament crazy stuff so I know you, I'm gonna say it and you'll be like that happened in the Bible it's crazy Absalom's other brother slept with his sister I know this is weird stuff his brother slept with his sister and David struggles with being a parent so much he won't address the brother so Absalom if, he's like look if you won't be a dad I will If you won't step up and address this thing, I'm going to. So he takes his brother out and kills him. Why? Because he's looking at Dad going, Dad, we're your kids. Why won't you engage? Why won't you talk to us? Why won't you bring peace? Why won't you protect us? Why don't you have a conversation? We're your children. So David said, oh, Absalom. Absalom. Oh, gosh, I failed you. I failed you. I wish I'd call early. I wish you would have protected my home. I wish you would have brought peace right down to number four. Here's the last one. I wish I would have pursued you, son. I wish you would have pursued. Oh, that's what I love about Jesus. Jesus, when we were rebellious like Absalom, when we turned our back like Absalom, Jesus did not wait for us to come to a church. He is the God that leaves the 99 safe sheep and pursues us when we are lost. Come on, somebody praise him today because he's so good. He has pursued us. I love that, that Jesus is going to come to any dark place you go to. He's not going to wait for you to come to church and look all pretty on a Sunday and get your act together. No, in your worst place, in your broken state, in your rebellion, in your enemy, God says, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to protect you from yourself. I'm going to pursue you like nobody else. Why do we love Jesus? Because he loved us first. Why do we respond to God? Because he addressed us. You might have an issue of sin, but I already dealt with it. I died on the cross for your sins. You might be bound in addiction. I already dealt with it. I died to set you free. This is Jesus. and This son, Absalom, is maddening. A lot of it has to do with just his dad sucks. His dad's really bad. All this stuff's going on. All this stuff's going on and David cannot, why is it that so many of us are passionate about the wrong things and so lazy about the right things? So much time and energy to stuff that is futile and stuff that builds life, we are negligent. David, oh, Absalom, Absalom, Absalom. He he, he might as well just put his own name there. Oh, David, 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 David. Why, why, why? Why didn't you pursue yourself? You know, after Absalom takes his brother out, he's ostracized and kicked out of the kingdom for a while. And when they bring him back home, the Bible says, this is a true story. The Bible says, for two years, the father won't even see the son. And Absalom's, he's mad. He's like, You I'm your you won't see me? That's how it's gonna be? Watch what happens here. 2 Samuel chapter 14, put it up on the screen. He said, Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem, but did not see the king's face. He was mad. You're not going to pursue me? You don't want to talk to your son? You don't want to talk to me? You know what Absalom does? He goes out and he lights Joab's field on fire. I'll get your attention now. A lot of the behavior that you and I are seeing are just people crying out, I want the attention of my dad. Dad, will you notice? I dress this way, post this way, act this way. Pursue me! Absalom's mad, madder than a hornet. You don't want to talk to me? Light stuff on fire. Act a fool. Be rebellious. Steal hearts. Hey! David can't bring himself to do it. I am so thankful when I read this story that I can look at an earthly father and I can see some examples, but I put my eyes on a heavenly father and I thank you that he is perfect. He is good. He is awesome. He is undefeated. He has never let me down. Come on, somebody just praise our father who art in heaven, who is amazing, who is perfect, who has loved us, who has provided for us, who has protected us and fought for relationship. Come on, Zoe, clap your hands and thank your God today. Stand your feet, everybody. Stand. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website www.zoechurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.